outside is not that cold and if you take my hand I'll walk with you to Georgia Hello everyone and welcome back to another episode of Country with Celine. On today's show, we welcome Olivia Mingram. I don't want to keep searching anymore and I don't want another heart to get to know you. Fantastic. How are you? I'm doing awesome. Thanks for asking. So before we dive into music, let's just get to know you a little bit more. So where are you from? I'm from Tilsonburg, Ontario. Okay. I am from Ontario. And like we were talking before this chat, do not know where that is, but it is near London, she was saying. So folks, if you live around there, that can be a pinpoint for you to figure it out. Um, and now what drew you to wanting to pursue a country music career? Because this industry is kind of wishy-washy sometimes because you never know how far you're gonna go or there's always like a, I don't know if I'm gonna make it, but it, it's a 50-50 type of business. But I mean, if you have what you got, what it takes, you're gonna get there. So what drew you to this industry? Well, I have to say, I was really fortunate and I grew up in a time like the late 90s, early 2000s and driving around in my mom's SUV, growing up, listening to country music on the radio stations, it's all we listened to. And I got to learn from a lot of the great songwriters um, and hear all the stories that were coming through on the radio. And I knew like, you know, at the time I'm like, I have no life experience. I have nothing to write about, but I knew that I'm like, I want to tell stories and I want to write songs. And that's exactly what I want to do. Um, you know, so started my parents put me in piano lessons. And then by the time I was 11, I got a guitar and it just kind of like, it became an addiction. Um, and I'm like writing all of these songs and experience with experiences that I haven't had yet. Um, so for me, they're really, wasn't like a moment that's like yeah this is what I want to do it was just, it's just always been I just always wanted to tell stories fair enough so you were surrounded by um country music since you were little so obviously that played a, a really big influence on you kind of drawing to that career now who exactly if you can pinpoint who did you listen to I mean there was great artists like during that that time that period but who's someone that really stands out that you're like you know what I listen to this person a lot I think like the most influential artist for me was Taylor Swift, most definitely, um, and how she you know, wrote songs about what she was going through and about her life and, you know, about the bullies at school or about the boys or whatever it was, um, listening to her albums and seeing how she told stories in country music, um, as well as like Shania, um, Dolly, like Patsy Cline. Like I was really a fortunate enough for my parents to kind of like, um, have me kind of like cultured in that world and I was able to like ha have the vinyls and listen to the way that they told stories so definitely those were kind of like the big ones for me. Well country music is pure storytelling and those female powerhouses that you said right there they sung their diary uh, essentially that especially Taylor Swift she really with mean like that's when you said bullying first song that came to mind was mean. And then there was 15, and I mean, the list goes on and on and on, but all of those women that you just said, 
amazing artists and I'm sure everybody listening to this podcast has listened to them. And if they haven't, they're living under a rock. Um, that's what I have to say. So they should get their over there and start listening to them. Um, and now last question about country music right now. What do you love the most? Is it the storytelling? It's definitely the storytelling, but also the community around country music. Like, I feel like no other genre really has a community like we do. Like, I just spent the past weekend at the Ontario Country Music Awards, and it was just so amazing to see all of these people and they're, you know, like, um, we haven't seen each other for two years. So that community of like, hey, like, how's it going? Like, how can I help you out? And I just feel like it's so warm and welcoming, and I'm just so happy to be part of it. You said that perfectly to a T. Country music is so welcoming and everybody within the industry, it just has open arms for you, whether you're on the media side or whether you're on the artist side or, or the production side, whatever it is, everybody's always ready to help and lend a helping hand, which is quite amazing because we've seen other genres where it's not so much like that and they take it out in their music where they kind of slash one person to the other person. We all know what kind of genre I'm talking about here, but country music is just not like that at all. And, and it's such a family, it really is. Mm -hmm. Now, Olivia, you got to experience a really cool thing. And it was on their country weekend for the Toronto Blue Jays. You sung the national anthem. Okay, let's talk about that. How was that experience? It was wild and crazy and there were so many emotions and like I'm the type of person who could definitely let like nerves get the best of me and I knew like when I woke up on May 20th and like I had one intention for the day and it's like just be present, just be here, just like, take it all in kind of. Um, and I was like, you get there and they're like, okay, there's like 30,000 people in the audience. I'm like, oh my goodness, like what is happening right now? How is this real? Um, but then you get out on the field and it's just like you and the cameraman. Like it was just an empty baseball field. So I'm like, okay, like this isn't like, I can do this. Um, and then like you turn around and you're like, oh, there's the 30,000 people. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, definitely wild, um, a bucket list experience for sure. So that was your was that your first time singing a national anthem at any sporting event? Yeah, yeah. It's so funny because at the beginning of 2022, I wrote down my list of, you know, the manifestations of things I wanted to accomplish in 2022. And singing the national anthem somewhere, I didn't have any specifics, just somewhere was on the list. And I'm like, universe, I didn't think it was going to be the Blue Jays, but thank you. <laughs> That's a surreal experience, especially for your first time singing the national anthem. So how did they reach out to you, if you don't mind me asking? Did they like contact you via email or, or Instagram or with email? Yeah, so basically what happened back in um, at the CCMAs in 2021, I opened up the MDM Recordings After Party Showcase, um, and little did I know, in the audience was the coordinator for the Blue Jays, and so she saw um, she saw my performance, and it was like it wasn't until months after that I received an email, and I'm like, is this a typo? Like, is this a joke? Like, is this real? Like, is somebody like playing a really sick joke on me? Um, but it wasn't a joke; it was real, and yeah it just kind of had a few months to prepare and really work on that song and the anthem is a, like and both anthems like they're hard songs to sing so I'm like immediately I'm like okay we like at least like they gave me time to practice but yeah it was definitely crazy especially if you forget a word because even though 
right now when we sing it, like right in this moment, we could probably nail it word for word. But when you're put under pressure and you have like that many people behind you, like sometimes it can slip, but that's good that that did not happen to you and you got through that amazing. And now who did you go there with? Did you go there with your whole family? Um, so me and the boyfriend went up and so, um, I got a plus one. So he kind of was able to sit in the suite with me, but I had my community there in the audience. So my mom and her um, boyfriend, um, my music mentors were in the audience. It was, it was kind of like surreal again to like, like I was kind of in my little bubble working so hard on the song, but then the community around me was like, okay, Liv, like you got this. And like, they're, you know, texting me, cheering me on. Um, some people cheering me on from home because um, I get the whole like getting back to normal and being in a stadium with 30,000 people is a lot um, but yeah I definitely had my community there cheering me on well at least you have such a nice support system behind you that's awesome and I'm so glad that you got to experience that but I'm sure that's not going to be the only time that that's going to happen you're definitely going to have a lot more experiences with singing the national anthem maybe next time for the Toronto Maple Leafs you never know Never know. Yeah. Uh, well, you know, I did it once, so let's do it again. <laughs> and you already put it onto the universe, so you know it works. Guys, manifestation works. If you want something, you have to put it out, and then you attract it. That's how it works. You do, yeah. And it's one of those crazy things that when it happened, I was just like, oh my gosh, like full imposter syndrome of like, I don't deserve this. Like there are people out there, you know, but like you put in the hard work, and the universe is like, hey, this is for you. Like, here you go, because you were working so hard for it. So, yeah. The universe knows when you don't work hard, you're not going to get it. But if you work hard and everyone can see that you're working hard, that's when you get rewarded in the end. And you clearly did. Now, music wise, you just released a new song called Bored. I did. I love the title of that one. I've never heard a song called Bored before, but I listened to it and I really liked it. So let's talk about the story behind it. Okay. Um, so me and my boyfriend have been together since high school, which sounds like it was just yesterday, but it's been almost six years, which is kind of crazy. And the top question I always got asked from people, and most of the time, just like complete strangers, um, they're like, aren't you bored of each other? And I'm like, I'm anything but like, we've grown so much um, in our relationship and who we are as people. Like it's always, it's always a surprise and it's always like keeping me on my toes. So I was going into a write with two of my favorite girlies and I was like, I'm so sick of people asking me these, this question. Um, we have to write a song about it. And then um, my co-writer, Chelsea, she's like, oh, it'd be so cool if we could call the song Bored. And I'm like, if you've met me, I'm not very cool. I'm kind of a little lame and I like it. Like I like being lame. Um, and I'm like, I don't think I'm cool enough to have a song called Bored. Like that's pretty edgy. That's pretty like, ooh. Um, but we did it. And as soon as I wrote it, I, I had played it for some close friends and they're like, yeah, that's the next single. That's it. So I'm like, sent it over to my producer. I'm like, hey, what do you think? Um, and then he sent me back the demo and we had a song and now it's, it's out there and people are loving it a lot more than I thought they would. So that's always like the best feeling. And did the boyfriend like it? He did. It was so funny because as soon as we got done writing it, like um, 
if you've ever written a song before, you know, like this feeling afterwards of like, oh my gosh, like I just accomplished the most amazing, like, it's just an amazing feeling. And he had come over like, right, like it was like perfect timing. And he, I'm like, babe, I just wrote you the cutest song. And out of all the questions he could have asked me, this man asked me what it was called. And I had to break his heart. And I'm like, um, it's called Bored, but I swear it's a love song. <laughs> That's funny. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. Poor guy I was probably like, I make you bored. <laughs> He's like, um, do we need to like have a talk? Like, are we okay? I'm like, no, no, no. Listen, like, just listen. And then he's like, oh, okay. That's like, he's like, I really like what you did there. Thanks. That's adorable. Well, I love the story behind that now that I can actually hear it. And you said you guys were together since high school. So six years ago was when you said that you graduated. So are you 24? 23. So sorry, we started dating in the last year of high school. So grade 12, this man finally gets the urge to kiss me after being best friends for years. Um, and I'm like, I'm going off to university. Like I can't have a boyfriend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's like, I'm not going anywhere. Like we're best friends. We're in this together. And he never did. And he let me go chase my dreams. I mean, I'm still chasing the dreams and he's standing there supporting me and then we go for ice cream after which you really can't ask for much more <laughs> that's such, that is literally like a romance movie that is so <laughs> cute. it's funny you just said ice cream because I was gonna ask you I read it in your bio that you're an ice cream lover and even in your uh, music video for board you're working at an ice cream par parlor so let's talk ice cream real quick what's your favorite flavor Ooh, I mean, like go to everywhere. It's different, but like cookie dough, we love cookie dough. Um, you know, sometimes it's just a McDonald's soft serve. Sometimes like it's all over the place. But yeah, I definitely have to say cookie dough is like my go-to. What about you? I'm always curious. I love. Um, so have you been to Baskin Robbins? No. But I keep like people keep messaging me because um, like I'm 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 in the process of planning something that. I'm not supposed to talk about, but I will because I want to and I'm so excited. So I'm actually planning a pop-up ice cream parlor tour around Southern Ontario. Oh. Um, and so like, I was like asking my fans on Instagram, like, like where are your guys' favorite ice cream parlors? Cause we're trying to figure out where to go. And that name keeps coming up. So anyways, tell me about it because I wanna know. It's really good. Honestly, Baskin Robbins is really good. The ice cream, it's, it's all, it's all like, milk though like it's not like like a gelato is completely different like that's like pure yeah. nice italian like gelato but like ice there how can i describe baskin robbins i kind of feel so put on the spot it's like a one-up of dairy queen i would say when it comes to like the ice cream okay like dairy queen i well I don't know. ice cream <laughs> i'm like struggling here ice cream is like Obviously not the healthiest thing for you, but I would say I find Baskin Robbins a bit more healthier than Dairy Queen. Let's put it like that. And my favorite flavor from there is, oh, what's it called? It's the, it's this, it's chocolate and vanilla. It's literally just chocolate and vanilla together, but it has a name and I think it's called Around the World, the World. Oh, damn it. Now I'm completely, <laughs> I forget. But it's called something. But it's vanilla and chocolate. Let's just leave it at that. That's good. Yeah, it is. It, it's actually very good, very good. And uh, I'm assuming you've been to Dairy Queen, though, right? 
Yes. Yeah. A lot of, um, a lot of late night conversations have happened, um, over Dairy Queen ice cream. Cause like in the pandemic, like all we could do is drive around, listen to music, have conversations and eat ice cream. So that's all I did. <laughs> Literally. I think that's what everybody in Ontario did. We yeah. just drove around cause we were a province that was locked up for quite some time, which yeah. took a complete toll on all of us. But going for ice cream and going for drives and everybody just parked up in the parking lot outside their car, inside their car, just eating ice cream was what we all did. Like, I mean, if people came to where I'm from, the lineup at Dairy Queen was literally down the freaking street, like <laughs> down the street. That's how fast it was. But it's good. Ice cream's good and everybody should eat it because it's just good, you know? It's good for the soul, you know? It is good for the soul. And you know what else is good for the soul? New music. That's what's good for the soul. So what can we talk about that? Working hard. So the crazy part about trying to figure this whole thing out um, is I keep writing songs. And, you know, every few weeks I'm like, this is the album. Like, it's ready. Like, let's send it to the producer. Let's get it produced. And then I write a new song. I'm like, oh, we could go. Like, so it just keeps kind of like snowballing, snowballing and um, spiraling. And I'm kind of like going a little bit crazy, but we are recording new music. Um, there should be a new song in September. I hate giving dates because sometimes like that's what happened with board. I'm like, yeah, it's going to be ready for February. And then it wasn't. Um, and that's because I wanted it to be great and I wanted it to be exactly what I kind of like envisioned in my head so we took a little extra time with it but yes definitely aiming for um a September release um as well as some fun Christmas stuff to come I know nobody's talking about Christmas but like I'm I know it's gonna come so fast and I'm excited and Christmas is my favorite time of the year um so there will be some fun Christmas stuff and then planning a lot for 2023 as well Okay. So we, are, we are planning a lot of stuff. So yes, you're we planning ahead. That's good though. I'm trying. <laughs> Christmas is, hopefully it doesn't come soon, but it is a beautiful holiday, honestly. But that's all it is. As soon as the 25th hits, that's it. I'm done. You can pack it up and winter can go away at that point. Oh my goodness. Yes. Yes. Right? It's, only, it's only nice up until actual Christmas and then okay and new year yeah. new year's i'll take the snow too but then after that it's done um now you're a country artist i'm sure people have asked you this question before home of country music is nashville have you ever thought about making the leap from ontario to go and live permanently or get a place there temporarily and, and release music from there um, it's so crazy because I think like being from such a small town, I always had it in my head that in order to be successful, I needed to leave where I was. And I did that. I went to Toronto. Um, I went to school in Boston, Massachusetts, and I even went all the way over to Scotland in the UK and studied and played shows and, you know, did all the things. Um, and then the pandemic obviously brought me back home. Um, and I gotta say, the last two years, kind of like being in my house, like I, I know it's been struggle for a lot of people and like, you know, like my family included, but the amount of growth I've done as a songwriter and the amount like of things I've been able to do from my hometown has blown my mind. And like, 
um, when I when I did the Blue Jays thing, we have two local papers, and they put me on the cover of both of them. Like you couldn't ask for a sweeter hometown. Um, so eventually, I think trips down to Nashville are going to be part of the journey, part of the process. But I am so happy with what I've been able to accomplish so far, right here in my hometown, and kind of you know, I want to put Tilsonburg back on the map <laughs> so that you know where it is. <laughs> I know. I'm so sorry, honey. <laughs> It's a small town. If you blink, you're going to miss it. <laughs> but that's where country artists are from. It's always those one-stop towns. That's where the ones that make it big, that's exactly where they're from. But that's honestly such a blessing that you have that connection to your hometown and, and you feel the need and you want to stay where your roots are. Because a lot of people, they do tend to kind of want to pick up and leave. But I like that. You're true to your roots. That's what you are. Yeah, and I think like I'm 23, so it's going to come in waves of me wanting to be in different places and, you know, figuring it out. Um, but yeah, definitely trips down to Nashville. Like I'm so excited to get down there, but I've also been super blessed with being able to have the time to, you know, figure out who I am as a human being, figure out what I want to say as an artist before I start releasing music. And that's what I've been able to do for the last two years. So when you were asking about new music coming, I want to spill all the beans because it's so me and it's so like authentic to who I am. And I, I hope when somebody watches my latest music video board, it was filmed in my hometown ice cream parlor, um, which we don't have a lot of things, but we do have a really cute ice cream parlor. Um, I, I hope that people can see that that's exactly who I am and I'm not trying to, I'm not trying to be anything else. So figure out who I am and then we'll go down to Nashville. We'll write and we'll stay true to who I am. That's the most important thing is to stay true to who you are because lots of artists can kind of get lost in the huffle and buffle. I think I said that word correctly. You know, the whole <laughs> the whole thing of things when you go to Nashville or you go where else and sometimes you can get distracted, but that's the main thing. Just always be true to yourself. And the fact that you have that many songs up your sleeve right now is super exciting. That is because sometimes you can get, what are those writer's blocks? But clearly, you have not had that if you're writing that much. Well, and that's like what I love about living in a small town is, and I'm sure like I did the whole Toronto thing, like I lived in cities before um, and kind of felt like periods of writer's block where it's like, I have like no good ideas, nothing's coming to me. But here it's like, you don't have an idea. Okay, go take a walk around the block and you see like the beautiful scenery and it's just like, it's calm and it's quiet and it gives you space to think which I, I needed for a really long time. So I'm really happy that I have it right now. But I feel like now I want to move to a small town. Come, come to Tilsonburg. Yeah. <laughs> I'll make my way over. I'll make my way over. <laughs> um, now, Olivia, before I let you go, I want to ask you one more question because we were just talking about manifestation and all of that. So what is your dream goal? Let's put it out into the universe so the universe knows. I want to make music that connects with people. Um, I have a song that will be coming out early 2023 that is a song that I needed to hear when I was 12. Like, um, so I really hope that, you know, by connecting with people on socials, by um, going out and doing this pop-up tour, I'm able to connect with people and I'm able to, even if it's just one person that's impacted from my music, that's, that's the goal right now. Beautiful. We love that. And that song that you just mentioned, that's going to be exciting to hear. Now, I want to know what the song was that you needed to hear when you were 12, because maybe I needed to hear it too, or, or maybe 
you know, Katrina down the street, I just made up a name, but she needs to hear it too, or, or whoever, you know? So that's gonna be super exciting. And Olivia, I feel like you have a really bright future ahead of yourself. And you are such a sweet girl. Like you are such a sweetheart. And I'm so excited for what's to come your way. And I wanna thank you again for hopping on Country with Celine to chat with me for a little bit. And that ice cream parlor tour, that's exciting, honey. That's super exciting. <laughs> Figured if I'm gonna go on tour, I might as well go where I love. And I love ice cream, so. The win-win. The win-win. The win-win, yeah. It really couldn't get any better, but. <laughs> <laughs> ice cream and a tour. What What? Else, what more can you ask for? Exactly, yeah. I don't wanna keep searching anymore. And I don't want another heart to get to know yours. Oh, I'm anything but